Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of There Goes the No-Hitter. And, well, I got to say, be careful what you wish for, because, you know, I wanted one game five. I wasn't expecting two. I said, hey, that'd be great to have game five between the Cardinals and Atlanta battle each other out. But I was really hoping that the Dodgers would have closed out the Nationals in three, maybe four and get a little bit of a break and let the bullpen and the pitching staff for both the other two teams tire themselves, tire themselves out. Unfortunately, we were going to have two epic Game 5s tonight, with the first one being the St. Louis Cardinals versus traveling all the way back to Atlanta, and the second one being... Washington Nationals traveling all the way back to L.A. to host what the Dodgers will be hosting them. Big, big series. Both teams that were favored to be in the NLCS and now have a fight on their hands. And their best bet is that, hey, they're both at home, especially, you know, the Dodgers. Washington looking to pull the upset and beat the Dodgers. So sit back. Relax, I will be breaking down both these games of the NLCS, of the NLDS, mind you. Sorry about that. NLDS tonight. So let's get into it right now. All right, guys. Welcome back. So let's get into it. Game five, St. Louis Cardinals versus the Atlanta Braves. And it's going to be Jack Flaherty versus Mike Fulowichits. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Flaherty is, uh, was 11-8 and eight in the regular season. He's all in one this postseason. And Mike Fulowichits is 8-6 and six in the regular season. By all means, just 21 games. And... He's 1-0 in the postseason, winning um, game two. But let's recap real quick on the first four games. And, you know, they had game one. And it was really tight, tight for a while. Then, uh, you know, then uh, St. Louis, they came out uh, and they was tied up all 3-3 going, like I said, real tight in the first game, going to the top of the ninth. And the Braves brought their closer in Melanson. So, you know, it's a home game. You figured bringing your closer in the ninth because you're not going to need them if you don't bring them in because um, you want to win this game in the uh, in the bottom half while he gets the cards to score four runs in the top of the ninth. And then they hold off. Carlos Martinez holds them off, holds off. The Braves, the Braves almost had an epic comeback. Um, 7-6, the St. Louis takes a 1-0 lead going into game two. And in game two is when Mike Folovich, he throws a heck of a gem. Um, uh, one of the best outings he could have done, he could have throw. Probably threw all year. He picked a good time to throw it. They tie up the series. They win 3-0. 
Also, a big Adam Duvall home run in the in the bottom of the seventh helped them extend their lead. And it's, that's this is the match that's going to be a rematch of Game Two, which is tonight at, for Game Five. And then things get crazy and go when they go to St. Louis. So those are pretty, you know, even class games. They split. They split. It's okay, you know. It's a theme in this NLDS. So they split. They go to St. Louis. And I'm watching the games, and, of course, people are, why am I going for Atlanta? Well, I live in Orlando. There's a lot of Brave fans. The Braves had spring training here. so And I really don't like St. Louis Cardinals. I'm not a big not, – I'm not going to be shy about it. I don't like the Cardinals. Um you know, as a Dodger fan, they always, always were the team that one of the teams that we just couldn't get. We couldn't uh, get that hurdle to even get to the World Series. So I don't really want to play them. I'll play the Braves. I like the Braves. And I've been saying the Braves and the Dodgers have been the two best teams all year long. Why not those two teams play each other? Kind of like, you know, the American League should be the Astros and the Yankees, but we shall see about that one. I know the Yankees did advance to the uh, ALCS, but Houston, not quite yet. However, I'm recording this the day before um, Game 5 starts, so when you're listening to this right now, we would, uh, we would know the outcome of the ALCS. DS game four between Tampa and and Houston, and I'm hoping that Tampa Bay fought and forced a game five, but I I won't know until later. So I will do a breakdown of the ALCS as soon as I know which teams are going to be in there. So. All right, so it goes, goes game three, St. Louis. St. Louis is rocking. There's ain't nothing like St. Louis fans, though, and they are passionate, to, to say the least. They love their Cardinals. They have great history. They've won before, you know. So, and it's a good game, you know. It, it's one nothing early. It's one nothing. And it looks like the Braves are going to lose this. It's going to be a one nothing game, you know. And fast forward to the top of the ninth. And Carlos Martinez comes in. And MLB and TBS, they showed the breakdown sometimes of uh, the post game. They've seen, they shown a, a picture of it looks like um, Carlos Martinez is the runner on second, turns his head, and blows him a kiss, so maybe he's not focused. I don't know. To me, I just think, hey, it's more of a, I'm looking, I got you, I got my eyes on you. But that's for discussion of who depends on what you, what your eyes tell you. And wouldn't you believe it that the Atlanta Braves get three big runs in the top of the ninth off the St. Louis Cardinals closer and take a two games to one advantage. I'm thinking, oh man, they the Braves stole one because the Cardinals dominated this game 
pitching dominated this game, but the Cardinals pitching, Adam Rainwright, was pitching like a man possessed. He did not want to. He wanted to end this series in Atlanta, but I mean in St. Louis, put it that way. He didn't want to go back to Atlanta. He did everything he could to keep it in Atlanta. Unfortunately, the closer blew it. So they have a two-game-to-one lead, and then we go to game four. And game four is another crazy game. This game, man, it goes, and first the Braves, they go, they step out up one nothing, then it's tied at one, then the Braves have that magic number three again, and they score three spot in the top of the fifth. And then the fireworks happen. The good old captain, Mr. Cardinal. I want to say he's probably now Mr. Cardinal more than now than ever. Surpassed Albert Pujols and probably almost maybe his number. I, when you think about Cardinals, you probably think Ozzy Smith, Yadier Merlina. I mean, yeah, I think you got a bunch of older um, Cardinals, but hey, I'm not. I'm 38. So, you know, I think of the Cardinals, I'm, I think Ozzy Smith and I think Albert Pujols, but I'm thinking Yadier Molina is probably the beloved Cardinal of all time in the Molina brothers, and he has not one, but two big key hits. One in the bottom of the eighth, a sack fly to, I know people say it's just a sack fly, but hey, it tied the game and it forced extras. And, you know, the momentum just going to going to St. Louis. And, you know, the Braves had a shot to t- take the lead in the top of the ninth, but it was unfortunately they'd, uh, they fell short. And then they, so the game went to extras in the 10th inning. There comes their captain. I call him their captain. He's I don't think he maybe he may, I don't know if he really is their captain, but I mean he's one of the he's the heart and soul of St. Louis Cardinals, I believe. Him and him and Adam Wayne, right? Um and he produces with a uh base hit. Actually I take that back, a sack fly that gets them the uh, they had runners in the corners, sack fly, and he won the game. He had the base hit double in the eighth inning. He had the sack fly in the tenth, and he had an epic bat flip. I mean, if you go back and look at this highlight, it's crazy. He, I'm not sure if he ran the whole entire way with the bat, knowing that, hey, he's out anyways. So, and when the runner tagged and that throw wasn't even close, but he shows him running first, and he chucks. I mean, he chucks the bat towards the outfield like 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 a like a lawn dart. He just throws it quick. I mean, epic. Talk about let the boys play, let the kids play. This was a crazy. That was a crazy bat toss. So that leads me to this: is Game Five in Atlanta, a rematch of Game Two. So. We shall see what's going on. Kicks off about 5 o'clock Eastern. It's the first game of an epic wild game five. And 
I'm still going with my prediction. I still like the Atlanta Braves. I mean, I I know it's a rematch. You know, we have the game two rematch, and I know Flaherty did not have a good game, and Fulton Nilic had a really good game. But I, I, I think, you know, Ozzie Elbies and Acuna Jr. and Freddie Freeman, you're going to shine in game five tonight. And I got the Braves winning. I'll give you a score. All I'm going to say it is um, six to six to four. So it's going to be a close game. Six four. Atlanta wins, protects home field, and they're going to go on to face the winner of the next the next uh, series between the Washington Nationals and the L.A. Dodgers. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break, and I will come back and break down the second of the Game 5s in the NLDS between the Washington Nationals and the Dodgers. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Let's get into the game that everybody knows by now. I am a huge fan of, and I can't wait for this game because this is a game that I actually didn't see happening. I don't think no one saw this except if you lived in Washington. So let's just recap real quick between the Dodger, Washington Nationals and the L.A. Dodgers. You know, game one in L.A., great. Um, performance by Walker Bueller. You know, he's, you know, started off at 14 and four this season. And the Dodgers, you know, they won big and they won easily. They won six to nothing if you look at the score. If you look at it before then, it was only two nothing against Corbin. Um, Patrick Corbin, for some reason, the Dodgers, I think, have his number, <laughs> and it's not, it shows. And uh, they scored two more, actually four more runs late, in a two and a seven, two and an eight, to break it open, to win six nothing. And everything was looking great for, for the Dodgers. Now, mind you, okay, so your offense scored six runs in the first game. I'm going to get into a little bit later about what I think about the manager for the Dodgers. It's going to sound like, hey, what are you talking about? You know, he got his team to the World Series twice in two back-to-back years. They've won so it's seven straight NL uh, Western Division Championships. Roberts has been to the World Series two out of two out of the first three years, so. I'll get into him in a little bit. So let's just get, <clears throat> excuse me, let's just get into the recap real quick of game two. Game two and a lot of skeptical on this game as far as who the pitch, who should have pitched for the Dodgers, who and who pitched for the Dodgers. Well, Steven Strasburg pitched for the Nationals and. You know, I'm watching that game, and actually, my mom's watching the game and goes, Steven Strasburg still pitching? So that was pretty funny. 
in the sense that, yeah, he's pitching and he's pitching really, really well. You know, and they the Dodgers started Clayton Kershaw instead of Hung Jin Ryu, who had a better record at home. Ryu did, and Ryu's a Cy Young candidate, possibly could win the Cy Young, but they went with Kershaw because. Ryu was going to show more composure, I guess, in game three in Washington than the crowd wouldn't affect him. That's what uh, I heard a little bit on Dodger Talk and a little bit on MLB Network and TBS. Well, Kershaw struggles again. Gives up three runs in the first two innings. And it could have been a lot worse. Strasburg pitches a great, but what helped a lot also was that was as the Dodgers were starting to come back, it was 3 nothing. Then it was 3-2, ending in the seventh. All right. The, the, the Nationals get one run in the eighth, and they bring in Max Scherzer. Now, it's his probably his day to throw. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to throw one inning, and he throws one of the best innings of his life, and – helps the uh, the the Dodgers hold off the Dodgers and Daniel Hudson who used to be a Dodger all of a sudden can now throw the ball and he can actually close that's what we're thinking of game two like who is this guy where did he get this stuff because he wasn't doing it when he was at the Dodgers and you know I find it kind of funny because if you're not with the ex Dodger for some reason have have a thing of coming back, pacing the Dodgers and actually being better than they were before they better than they were before they when they were with the Dodgers. I call it the curse of Pedro Martinez. Okay, Pedro Martinez gets released, goes to Montreal, then goes to Boston and has a Hall of Fame career. You know what I'm saying? Mike Piazza gets traded. Goes to Florida, gets go, then goes to the New York Mets and has a Hall of Fame career as a New York Met. So that brings me now to game. So it's tied up one one going into Game Three in in Washington in Nationals Park, across the country. And this is when I'm like, okay, they're gonna have. Max Scherzer pitched Game Three versus Hinjin Ryu. Then later on, we get a we get a I get we get reports of it's not going to be Max Scherzer. It's going to be Anibal Sanchez. So we're going all right. So a Cy Young candidate versus Anibal Sanchez, not really big, had has a decent year, but you know. So we're going to have it's going to be a pretty good game. And boy, was I nervous first Sanchez had a great performance in this game a really good performance he actually had five innings four hits one run and it looks like oh boy Dodgers are going to drop this one and then the top of the six came and the Nationals brought in Patrick Corbin and I told you before, the Dodgers have Patrick Corbin's number for some crazy reason. So they 
they they score a big seven spot bam seven spot on the uh on the nationals so they're up they're up eight to two eight to two in the seventh Ryu, like I said, Ryu struggled early, found his composure. Then Roberts makes the brilliant move to bring in Joe Kelly. And Joe Kelly, I hope he doesn't see anything tonight in game five. I hope he doesn't even. Joe Kelly, if you're listening to this, if anybody listening to this and knows Joe Kelly, have Joe Kelly stay at home. You don't even have to show up. Don't dress, Joe Kelly, because he loads the bases up, you know, and and he didn't even get he he allows he allows one hit. They get two runs off him. He walks the like I said, he walked the bases loaded. Oh boy, and uh, he had three walks that game. And it's not even recorded as an inning because he got no outs. But in came Julio Urias, who stepped up big, shined, and the, Do- the Nationals were only only managed to score those two runs. The Dodgers added two more runs late in the top of the ninth, and they won ten to four. So, like, okay, maybe that's the struggle. The Dodgers finally they woke up, though. You know, they woke up. Game four. Now, this is my dilemma. In game three, your lineup for the Dodgers, they scored 10 runs. Eight of them early. Seven and one. one granted, one big inning is seven runs. Seven innings. Seven runs in the seven. In the top of the six. So, but either way, Russell Martin had a heck of a game. You know? David Freeze, a heck of a game. The old men were showing the young kids how to play this playoff-style game. A bunch of experience with David Freeze. So we go to game four, and it's Rich Hill versus Max Scherzer. And I'm already skeptical because Rich Hill, Roberts has an intensity of yanking Rich Hill very early in games. Um, So then when I heard... uh, The announcers for TBS say, uh, you know, Rich Hill's not expected to go past four innings. I said, what? Okay. Well, maybe you're going to have Bueller back him up or maybe even Clayton Kershaw back him up. So Rich Hill will go four. Maybe Hill will go or uh, Kershaw will go another four. Jansen close it out. We win the game. We're going to go on to the NLCS and wait for the winner between St. Louis and Atlanta. Wrong. Rich Hill doesn't even go three innings. He gets... Uh, he can't get out of the... out of the third inning. Okay? He can't get out of the third. He goes two and a third. Walks four. Strikes out two. Allows two hits, but he walked four. And here comes Roberts, yanks him out really fast. I believe also Rich Hill had a high pitch count. 
So maybe that's why. He was only going to go four anyways. He's coming off injury. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He brings in Maeda, who at first I heard the announcer say, hey, Maeda hasn't allowed a run all postseason. But he, he did a heck of a job in the third. You know, so the Dodgers, they tied the game. They're one. It's 1-1. One, one. Or Washington tied the game at one. Could have been worse in the fourth or in the third. Because ask Max Scherzer, I mean, he leads uh, Justin Turner for first any home run. Dodgers are up one nothing. Turner, boom. So then we get to the bottom of the the bottom of the fifth, and the Nationals explode for four runs. And three of them coming off Julio Urias. But really, he only allowed one. He allowed three because they brought in Robert Springs and Baez. And Baez gives up a cookie. And Ryan Zimmerman, the long-extending Nationals, does not get pitch hit for. Martinez, Dave Martinez does not use analytics, and he does not. He trusts he goes with his gut and he goes with his players and his players rewarded him with a three-run shot. They get four runs in that inning. And now they're up big. They're up 5-1. And why I say it was big, because in that top of the, in that top of the fifth, the rain is coming down hard, like pouring rain. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to help the Dodgers because Matt Scherzer, and I mean, he's pitching a, he's pitching like his life depended on it in this game. He wanted to go back to L.A. And, it, I mean, we call it Mad Max. I, you know, Dodger fans read Mac Muncy is Mad Max, but Scherzer was Mad Max that this night. And, uh, I'm thinking, well, they got a commercial break. It's the top of the fifth, and I'm thinking, oh, we're going to have a big rain delay because that rain is coming down. They come back from the commercial, and there's no rain in sight. Now it rained off and on throughout the rest of the game, but nothing to the point where I'm thinking they're going to call it. They're going to delay it. And then the Nationals explode in that bottom of the half with four runs, and the wheels just come off. They get another run in the sixth. But the Dodgers, they, they, they can't get matched. They don't have any answers. I mean, when you see Ross Stripling in the game, I'm almost tempted to think that maybe they threw in the towel because they're like, this is not our night. The wind is blowing in. Max Muncy hits a bomb off Doolittle, their lefty, the only lefty in the Nationals bullpen, and that ball dies. Right after that, Bellinger slips in center field on a routine ball because of the wet grass. So, you know, so the Nationals did their job. So they split. They took each each team's one, one, and lost one at home. So they got, they got the game five. Here it is, though, game five. Walker Bueller, 14-4, and 1-0 and in, in the postseason, game one. Against Steven Strasburg, 18 and 6, and threw a gym, but Max Scherzer helped. 
So here's my dilemma when it comes to game five. What lineup are we going to see? Is Roberts going to go with Peterson and Bellinger, Muncie, Turner, Seeger, you know, Lux, maybe Beatty? And I'm sorry, but Russell Martin needs to start this game. Not 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 the young kid, not not Will Smith. As much as I like the kids and I get this let the kids play. But maybe he starts freezing Martin in uh, game five. I would. Or maybe I don't know if I st- I think I start Freeze. Even though Freeze had two great base hits off the bench, one in game three, one in game four. I don't know. I think I might maybe I start Freeze, but where are you gonna put him? First base? Put Max Muncie at second. Don't play Lux. Don't play Smith. And don't play Beatty. Possible. But every dude don't play Pollock. He can't he's not hitting right now. So we got game five. And it's Walker Bueller. You know we're gonna see Clayton Kershaw because we always see Clayton Kershaw in the uh, when it comes to big games. And bet you Clayton Kershaw is gonna Clayton Kershaw is gonna have a moment where it's gonna decide his playoff career. All he does, he has to. You know, the only thing missing in Clayton Kershaw's recipe resume is a World Series ring. So you know he has to he need everything. His hall, he has Hall of Fame. His Hall of Fame career is sealed. It's not well, not sealed. It's signed. It's in the envelope, and that World Series ring might as well be is the sealer, and he'll be a Hall of Famer when he retires. Plain and simple. He might even get his number twenty-two retired since the Dodgers only retire Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame uh, numbers. Whoever you make it to the Hall of Fame, so. They're not like the Yankees who just retire everybody's number. They run out of numbers. But uh, So you know what you're going to see. I think the only guy we won't see, t- obviously, t- in Game 5 will be Rich Hill. I did, however, like the fact that Roberts did go to Rich Hill and say, look, focus, you're okay, don't worry about it. We, you know, We're going to need you for the next round. Stuff like that. So, But my biggest con- question is, really, after Strasburg, who do we see when it comes to the Nationals? Do they put in Patrick Corbin in in Game 5, knowing that the Dodgers had his number the last two games? You know? Does, for some crazy reason, I still think Max Scherzer pitches in Game 5, one inning or two, even though it will be a short rest, and that dude pitched over 100 pitches. Why do I think he'll be some hill will make an appearance in this game? You know, in the wild card game, it was Max, then it was Strasburg. This is like a wild card game again. Could it be Strasburg and then Max? Could Max find himself in this game? Maybe. I think he might. The Nationals don't have a good bullpen, folks. They don't. They don't have a good bullpen. They struggle, too. In fact, you would probably think that the Dodgers' bullpen is a lot better than 
than the um, Nationals bullpen, but the Nationals got those two starters. So I got the Dodgers winning this game. You know, why not? I can't can't bail, can't bail on them now. All right. It, this is going to be a, I'm going to say, 5-3 Dodgers win. Dodgers might jump up early. I'm hoping they, they got to make the they got to make the pitcher work, make Strasburg work, focus, get him tired, get into that bullpen because that bullpen has nothing. There is no good reliever in that in that Nationals bullpen. That's why they're using starters to come out of pins. We got the talent. The Dodgers have the talent. They got it. They got to There's no doubt about it. They should win this series. They should go on and face the winner of St. Louis and Atlanta and defend. They'll be at home. They're at home. Now, you could say like this, well, Big Chief, you know, you know, the Dodgers have seen two teams now win the championship on home on in Dodger Stadium. So Dodger fans have seen teams get Celebrate on their home field. It's not something I really want. So. Anyways, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Play. And also, give, give me a like on... Facebook.com, Sports Daddy TV, blog at Facebook.com, at Sports Daddy TV. Follow us on YouTube at Sports Daddy TV. Um, I believe F, uh, Joey Two Wallace did an episode about uh, Jay Gruden getting let go. I will be giving my top three games um, for the NFL for week number six. And, uh, you know, breaking down my week five picks but uh all right guys thanks for listening and we will see you soon and we'll be talking about the hopefully we'll be talking next time about the nlcs and the alcs on who will be facing who going on to the world series all right guys talk to you later